change is possible. The need for change is already recognized. And what we're now moving into are ways to identify the tools we need to change our society for the better. And one of the ways that happens is through education. And one of the ways that happens is through the changing workplace. And if we partner together, this is possible. The workforce landscape is rapidly changing and educators and their institutions need to keep up. Preparing students before they enter the workforce to make our communities and businesses stronger is at the core of getting an education. But we need to understand how to change and adjust so that we can begin to project where things are headed before we even get there. So how do we begin to predict the future? Hi, I'm Salvatrice Kumo, Executive Director of Economic and Workforce Development at Pasadena City College and host of this podcast. And I'm Christina Barsi, producer and co-host of this podcast. And we are starting the conversation about the future of work. We'll explore topics like how education can partner with industry, how to be more equitable, and how to attain one of our highest goals, more internships and PCC students in the workforce. We at Pasadena City College want to lead the charge in closing the gap between what our students are learning and what the demands of the workforce will be once they enter. This is a conversation that impacts all of us. You, the employers, the policymakers, the educational institutions, and the community as a whole. We believe change happens when we work together. And it all starts with having a conversation. I'm Christina Barsi. And I'm Salvatrice Kumo. And this is The Future of Work. Hi, this is Christina Barsi. Welcome back. I am the co-host and producer of this podcast, The Future of Work. And I'm very excited to announce our guest today. Salvatrice, our usual host, is here with us as well. She'll be interviewing Dr. Erica Andre Jonas, the superintendent and president of Pasadena City College. We're so excited to hear what she has to say about our virtual conference. The Future of Work conference is happening this week, November 12th. And if you have not signed up yet, we have that link for you right in the show notes. It is free. So we hope to see you there. And Salvatrice, I'm going to let you take it away. Thank you so much, Christina. And thank you very, very much, Dr. Andrew Jonas, for joining me in a quick chat in preparations for our upcoming future of work, your leadership in workforce development. And most importantly, thank you for recognizing that these discussions are of value in activating our community. My pleasure. I am very excited to be here. Good, good. Our conference, as you know, will be emphasizing on two major topics. One being advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion in workforce development, and secondly, innovating our career technical education programs. So having said that, why do you think that these topics are important to discuss now? And how does it relate to preparing our future of work? We'd love to hear your perspective on it. So I think the emphasis on equity is really important because it brings us in line with a statewide and a nationwide conversation that has been a long time in coming. And what it does is we've always known, or at least we've known over the last 30, 40 years that we have a changing demographic here in California, that we need to get as many people into the workforce, as many people into the college for training or to transfer or whatever. And we have not done a good job of taking a look at all of our structures 
of how we both bring them into our organizations to train them or send them off to a transfer program. And we haven't done enough to look at not only how do we bring them in, but what do we do with them once they're here? And how do we ensure that our curriculum actually reflects both their experience as well as the world of work that they're going to go out into? So I think having this theme this year is so key because it's part of a dialogue that we've needed to do for a very long time. And then in terms of why now in focusing on upgrading, improving, rethinking our CTE programs, it's twofold. The first is because we've got to look at the equity piece. And the second is that especially as we are in the midst of the pandemic and we've seen you know, 15% unemployment here in California and many people lose their jobs, many of the jobs that have been lost are not coming back. And so this discussion is really important because, you know, people say to me all the time, oh, the community colleges, you're going to be busting at the seams. People are going to need to come back. They're going to need to do training. And my response is absolutely. And our challenge is partially about making sure we're ready to serve them, meaning we have space available, we have funding. But part of it is also us looking at our crystal ball, talking to our uh, employers and our colleagues out there and trying to figure out, okay, we know these jobs aren't going to come back, but what's going to take their place? And whatever takes their place, are we going to have the curriculum in place to train them? That's right. And you know, you mentioned a little bit about how community colleges are taking a closer look and reevaluating the systems by which naturally by reevaluating those systems, we create more equity for a student population. How do you see that playing out for community colleges being an influencer to creating more equity in the workforce itself or the future of work? We have that in our control, so to speak, within our own system. But how could we be of influence in creating that outside of our, our four walls? Well, I think part of what we have to do is diversify our faculty and diversify our curriculum. Really look at what are we teaching and how are we teaching it. And that involves what can be called a cultural competence audit or review of curriculum. I think that's important because some of the ways that we're teaching, we might be using examples and approaches to problem solving in some of these CTE areas that are outdated. There might be implicit bias in them. And that implicit bias plays a really significant role in how students feel when they're in the programs. You know, students of, from all walks of life have to see that they belong in the classroom. But if you are, let's say, African-American or Latinx, and every single example that the faculty member uses is a white male example, like every picture that goes up on the on a PowerPoint, if everything around you doesn't even look like you and doesn't reflect your experience, I think there is a disconnect. So I think that's one of the things we need to do. You do that with a diverse workforce in terms of faculty and administrators and staff. You do that by looking at your curriculum. 
But the way that will influence, though, is that if we produce more diverse graduates, which means more diverse employees going out into the world, then we change the look of the workplace. That's one way. A second way is that we also can reach out to our local employers and say, hey, we send you these great students who work in your shop, who work whatever. We're doing a different way. We're doing implicit bias training or we're trying to be more open-minded about how we do things. How about if we come and do a training at your workplace? How about if we help you manage the employees that you have? So I think we can, but as a partnership, of course, you know, I think that's our role. You know, we're fundamentally, we are educators at heart. That's right. Thank you. So I think another way that you can see the role of community colleges, both at an individual level and a statewide level, is all of the work that we're doing with diversity, equity, and inclusion. And a lot of that work isn't just impacting what we're doing within our institutions, but it's also the message that we carry forward when we talk to our legislators. When we go and we say, well, look what we need for our budget in the upcoming year, because there is a call to action on the part from the chancellor's office that we really transform our institutions And in some cases, we can do that transformation with our existing resources. But in other cases, we need additional resources in order to answer all those calls. And so we carry that message to our legislators. And what we talk about is if our educational institutions are diverse, if we are focused on equity and inclusion, it means that we're producing a workforce, we're producing graduates who have this mindset. And we need to be thinking about all of the ways in which those students, those employees, potential employees go out into the workforce. And what is it we need to change in our society that will help not only the student at the individual level, but also our ongoing economy. And this is everything from everything I've talked about to also rethinking how we deal with homelessness and how we address our homeless students and how do we make sure that we have social policy in place that helps a student who's homeless, not only with their housing, but as part of that housing, you also help them with getting the skills to the soft skills or whatever to go to a job interview and you help them with clothing. And you help, you know, so what you do is you don't just give them a place to live. You give them the tools they need to actually go into the workplace, get that job, start earning money. So then they're not homeless anymore. So I think that's part of our role, too. Thank you. It's really amplifying the formula that we know about educators, policy and industry working closer in disrupting systems so that we can start solving some of these very complex issues. And I think that we were kind of forced into that with (laughs) in our current economic situation, right? The pandemic that we're in, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're forced into it. It feels as though this is the most appropriate time to really start activating around what we talk about as a system, not only just community colleges, but to your point, policy, legislators, Mm -hmm. uh, industry, et cetera. Thank you so much. And we're going to do a deeper dive this week. 
but if there's one thing that you would like our attendees to walk away with after the event or after hearing you kick off the event, what would that be? That change is possible and that the need for change is already recognized. And what we're now moving into are ways to identify the tools we need to change our society for the better. And one of the ways that happens is through education. And one of the ways that happens is through the changing workplace. And if we partner together, this is possible. Thank you. Well, you heard it. Change is possible. We'll see you this week at the Future of Work Conference. Thank you so much, Dr. Andrew Jonas. Catch us in the show notes to register and we'll see you there. Excellent. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to the conference and thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Future of Work podcast presented by Pasadena City College. If you'd like to get involved and have resources to share or be a guest on the show, you can find a link to our webpage to reach out to us in the show notes. Also, don't forget to subscribe and tell us your thoughts about the show. This helps more people like you discover the podcast and you can look forward to new episodes every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts.